0: don't
1: fry in the
0: kitchen don't the all right back here on the sports grind Calvin Casey Jonas Clark producing spinning the one and twos today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. get a dose and we are broadcasting here from the maestro de Bell tequila Studios all right keeping it moving here um before we circle back into I kind of want to look at some of the numbers uh for some of our uh twenty twenty four class heading to cooperstown um but we'll transi- and then we'll transition uh back into a little bit of basketball uh but uh one of the things I did want to touch on uh, a couple things one um let's talk about the Denver Broncos for a second um been pretty much quiet on the um off season from, I and mean, technically they've been in their offseason for a few weeks now. Um, but, you know, the main question, which is the main story for this franchise, is what are they going to do with Russell Wilson and at the quarterback position? Um, and and I guess I can kind of – we can kill two birds with one stone because I can make my point and discuss what I wanted to about this particular team. But I – you know, Jonas and I discussed a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, about realistically what were going to be the options if they were going to decide to part ways with Russell Wilson and take the dead cap hit or either have it spread out over the next two years. And in both of those scenarios, Steady, as Sean calls him, is most likely could still be on the roster. Now, there are some scenarios where Steady could be released, in my opinion. Trust me, I've already looked into this. If Steady's released, I think it saves about $5 million more into the cap. Um, George, aka Jorge, has already told us they're not going to be, don't expect them to be that active in the first stage. A free agency. And when I heard that, it kind of, you know, reminds me of your mom or your dad telling you. Now, we're going to go in this mall or this store, but don't ask me for nothing because we ain't got no money to spend. Now I have to be telling the truth. I was kind of spoiled growing up, so it was like, whatever I was gonna ask for, I was just gonna get it. I'm I'm just saying, you know, for the less fortunate, you know. I didn't get everything I asked for, but I always test my limits. But it reminds me of your parents say, Don't ask for nothing because they ain't got the money to pay. Uh, hey, George, we know. So we're not so he set the fan base for that, okay? But so I know Steady, if you release him, he could save, he could create five more million. There's a little dead cap, but it's nothing compared with Russ is going to be. That is a possibility that I'm going to float out there. I doubt it. I put it at a 15% chance. 20. Okay. And a lot of that'll depend on what they do in the draft at 12 or what they do. But the reality is when we talked about this a week ago or so, we brought up names like Sam Darnold. Garden Minshew, Mason Rudolph, Jimmy Garoppolo, the most likes is going to be released.
2: Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, T-Rod T-Rod Taylor, Marcus T-Rod, Carriota. Jameis
0: Winston. So that gives you an idea, Orange Nation and Bronco country, what, where you shopping at. <clears throat> okay. You're not going for the name brand cereal, but you're damn near about to be to the ones that just the black and white box. It just says cereal. Okay. Not quite, but you're damn near. So it brought up one name that I'm hearing surface around. And it kind of goes with what's coming out of New England. With new coach Mayo, who made a comment last week, said, oh, we got money to burn this offseason. Translation. That's a new message to the New England faithful, the people at the Wii, the Boston Globe, everybody like, hey, we know we had Penny Pincher over here for 20 years. Bargain shopper. We had Jonas Clark running New England Patriots for 20 with different regime. Hey, I love a budget. Yeah, I hear you. We, 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 we're going in a different regime We're going to spend Now according to my math They got about 66 million dollars in cap space Coming in the offseason Speaking of the Patriots And you can sit there and say Hey Calum what does this have to do with the quarterback Well because there's a good chance That they're going to make it rain a trade The Mac Jones Who Mac Jones experiment could be over in New England Could Mac Jones find himself In a better situation with an offensive-minded coach. A guy that was picked in the first round. A guy that basically allegedly was a split house in 49erville between Trey, uh, Trey Lance and basically Mac Jones. Who ended up in a New England situation with one year. They went to the playoffs. First year. The second year, he just didn't even have an offensive coordinator, let alone a real offensive-minded head coach. He didn't have a damn offensive coordinator. And... Pretty much all three years with the lack of really any weapons at the skill position Besides, uh, uh Yoseki, the tight end. Is that sellable to Orange Nation? And let me speak on behalf of a chunk of Orange Nation. That ain't gonna set that well with me. Um... The size could be there. Now, the one thing I will tell you, because let me let me again put uh, let me go into Jonas mode and let me try to spin the bright spot on this. If this is where it's headed, he's smart. Pre-snap, he could pick up Sean, what Sean want to do and the reads or whatever. But that's a project. It's a project. And so technically you could be going in a situation now. If that would be the case, I don't see it. What is the point of Keaton Steadman, in my opinion, steady? That means you're taking Mac Jones for dirt cheap because you ain't got really cat space or whatever like that. And you're really looking at the situation. Well, eh, probably we have probably not taking a quarterback at 12. We're probably taking an edge rusher. We're probably taking a... A lineman, a tackle, maybe the best tackle. Mel Kuyper is predicting eight offensive linemen in the first round. According to word on eight, that's a lot. Then this must be a deep ass offensive lineman. But hey, it's an important piece of the trenches. Can't get to February if you ain't got your trenches right. If I've got a pick from the non brand cereal. Because of this quote-unquote marriage between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. They went through marriage counseling and it just didn't work. If I've got to go that route, and especially if I'm eating $80 million in dead cap space money for two years, give me the quirky guy. Give me the quirky brother. The one that does his fingers all this and eating W's. Give me Jameis Winston. Because at least I know with James, James Winston, the last time I saw him with Sean Payton, first of all, before that, he had, what, what was that year? 40 touchdowns and 30 interceptions that last year with Tampa Bay where he threw for like over 5,000 yards. They didn't make the playoffs, but he had. But at the same time, he damn near had 30 INTs. When he went to the Saints, I think they went 5-1 and one under him, subbing in for Drew or somewhere around that. He didn't really turn over the ball. And I think Sean can control him from a maturity standpoint that the of, you know, like I said, what he did to Dennis Allen going roll, he went to out of all we just named, I still would roll with James. But I just feel to me, all indications and from what I'm hearing, there's a good chance that they're not, unless there's somebody that falls. And if they don't decide to move up, they probably might not go quarterback in 12. And I know that that is going to have a lot of Broncos nation butt itching. And I might be one of them because I feel like it's, it's a tough situation. And this is the reason why, yes, I'll admit, you know, You've got to put the winning culture in. Like these guys are not going out to purposely lose games. Guys want to win. But when yes, when it was one in five, this is my that was my fear of saying like you know what they be competitive, they come up short, and look at the real estate. We're at twelve, and the thing that sucks for Denver is the this is just the year that this is going to be one of the best one of the better quarterback drafts that we've seen in some years. But this is also the year I can't remember where it's that many guy, like teams that need quarterbacks that are picking ahead of them that's the problem so you can't really find anybody to do business with even if you wanted to do business with because they need a brand new shiny car too and the other part of this is like i said before i would rather just i I would rather just go all in like to me like if we've got to sit up i mean hell for the last few years why stop now you've been basically giving up draft capital anyway for a coach and a quarterback if you got to move up to go get elite fraud to kind of get. The, I'm down with that, but the reality of it is they've got so much other stuff to feel. The depth you heard me talk about all year. Sean's gotta pull off a of Houdini, man. I mean, make no mistake about it. This is one of those that it's a six-year contract. Unfortunately, there's a fan base that has endured seven, eight years of losing. They almost had a winning record this year. So this, if, even if we go into year three of Sean, some Denver fan and some Denver faithful, it's going to feel like year 10. But reality, it's only it, like Sean and the one thing you'll know about him. And he's told a lot of media down there and he's told the fan base uh, that streak was against who uh, I've only been. So meaning like this whole search for a quarterback or this whole build, this could be the, the for all we know, the quarterback attack could be in pl- year three. Do you think I want to hear that? Probably not. But when you're sitting there at 12, you're talking about possibly maybe if you get lucky, you're talking about a Penix Jr., which look, I like Penix. I take Penix Jr. I've told you that year. Truth of it is, Penix Jr. has been cut on. He's had some surgeries. Maybe his durability is a question. And then you're talking about probably a Bo Nix which Bo Nix is probably one of the – I mean, he's up there, I think, with Drake, man, I but mean, he's an accurate quarterback. I just don't know – I don't know if I'm sold on Bo. I'll, I'll be on the Bo train and giving him a shot. But the reality of it is is that they might stay pat and they might not go quarterback at 12 and they might be picking from the non-brand cereal aisle for quarterbacks. And if you're going to do that – I'll take the non-branded chocolate cocoa puffs in Jameis Winston. I would take that in regards to what could be on the horizon. And don't forget about a name of Todd Rod Taylor, too. He might out there be available. But Sam Darnall, um I don't know about that. He's with 49ers, right? Did Sam Darnold was backing up. Um, with the 49ers backing up O'Brock Purdy Now he has spent a year with old Kyle Shanahan He could be a little bit of rehab But I don't know about that But the point of it is And I'll leave you with this note as we transition uh, Mac Jones I don't know Let me ask you Jonas If you had to Because I feel like you're going to be in There's a possibility and I'm hoping not because, you know, I'm, I'm riding with them. But there's a possibility that you could be in this situation next year. Speaking of the team that you have, you follow in interest for, for Cleveland. If you had to sit there and move on from Deshaun Watson or just however the hell that's going to work, because that's going to be a lot harder than Russ, but if you had to look from this litter, and the non-brand cereal, and let's just say hypothetically, this is this free agent class next year. And Cleveland's in this situation like, you know what, dude, Deshaun missed six weeks again this year. Sorry, Aslam, you wanted this, you got to eat this money, Pam, but we got to go a different direction. If this class we're speaking up, with the possibilities of Matt Jones being released, if the Patriots decide to make it, because the Patriots are going to go quarterback at three, I believe. So Matt Jones is probably going to be available. Who are you picking? For the Cleveland Browns, if, if to replace him, we've got to move on from the Deshaun Watson situation. It didn't work out Kirk, out of this crew. Kirk Cousins. Well, we didn't even name Kirk Cousins, Jones. But you think he? Uh, Kirk, but you think he's he's, he, con- he's a free agent
2: this year? He's on the list. You were just going. We, we named him the other day. True. We went through him. True. But just we just didn't go through today. True. But he's got a, re- a relationship already with Stefanski from his time in Minnesota. Yes. uh same belief in philosophy there uh so Stefanski's already runs <laughs> runs an offense familiar uh the Browns are looking to upgrade at wide receiver this year we don't know what's going to happen with Amari Cooper you have a, a pro bowl tight end and David Njoku you've got the running game you've got the offensive line you've got the defense i'm going for Kirk Cousins 35 million dollars is is his spot track average annual value I'm paying 35 and I'm getting Kirk Cousins and and riding that. Cuz well, you saw with Flacco a very similar quarterback to Kirk Cousins. Again, Kubiak offense over there in Baltimore, Kubiak offense was what was, is what where Stefanski cut his teeth on under Childress and everything up there in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins
0: done. Well, <laughs> you,
2: don't, don't 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 and add on to it, if I'm not mistaken,
0: Kirkko's a Cleveland kid. Well, you know what? I didn't bring up Kurt today, and I forgot he's a free agent. And maybe the reason why I didn't bring him up in that – because, first of all, let me just say this. That's a loaded question that I ask you because it's two different scenarios. Because, first of all, Cleveland has a better roster than Denver right now as we speak overall more depth so when you add a kurt cousin yeah that makes sense the reason why i didn't add kurt to the list because i look at a kurt move to denver with Sean kurt and and i would have to back that fan base as much as i you know love sean payton and supporting him and believe he's going to get this turned around um eventually that is too much of a similar move to me. Like, like if they would go make a move, let's say Kurt's going to be I, To me, in my opinion, I'm not sold Minnesota's ready to move on from Kurt this quick. I, that's, I think they work out something with a one-year deal. But let's say it's an 80% chance he's going to be a free agent because he's coming off of this surgery and he's not going to be ready to begin the season. The bottom line where I would have to sit there and go with pitchforks with Orange Nation and for Kirk Cousins, because that is too much that to me, that signals a band-aid move that you could get comfortable with for two years. And you're still not starting the clock with a drafted right pick quarterback. And and, and to me, like, you know, the question, and I've heard Kirk talk, like Kirk wants to play, like, first of all, let's say Kirk's not choosing Denver. Even if even if Sean said, because what I heard Kurt says is like, hey man, I, you know, I've got I want to play a couple more years and I want to play in the playoffs. Denver might not they could be, but they might not be a playoff team again because of this Russell situation and this contract. That's the reality that I'm starting to settle in with. Who says Sean Payton wants to draft a quarterback anyway? That's what I'm saying. That that's that's kind you're, of you're
2: wanting to go trade him. Who, who says he wants that anyway?
0: We're going to finish with that note. Then let's go to baseball. Look at some of these numbers, especially with Mister Todd Helton, who finally punched his ticket into Cooperstown. You listen to the Sports Grind today's show. is being presented by Dosecchi's, Get a dose. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Maestro De Bell Tequila Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail and that's Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors. But whatever you do, don't forget to zing zang responsibly. That is zing zang official sponsor of the sports crime. Um, all right, so keeping it moving. Just a couple points before we move on. Some of the reaction that we're getting. Um, Gerald Glenn is saying, "Hey, maybe." Oh, checking in on Facebook Live, excuse me. Says Gerald Glenn says maybe the Broncos should trade for Justin Fields. Uh hey Gerald, I'm I mean, I think I've said it before. I think that's my that was my option too. Um, without a doubt. Now the the loaded question of that is number two, what what is Chicago gonna get for Justin Fields? And um that's number one. Number two, do we a hundred percent know that they're not sticking with Justin Fields? and trading that pick off which I think I'm I'm going to put my chips in the table they they're taking um Caleb Williams. I, and this is more of a financial and I do believe Caleb Williams even though I'm not 100% sold on him as well considering the hype. I mean, I think definitely he's got skills to be a quarterback in the league, but I mean this hype this young man's getting and it's cooled off a little bit, but I do feel that you know, he is not just because of the financial. Oh, that's all you're getting out of it. But I think where I feel comfortable knowing they're going that way is because the financial reasons in Chicago. So the question is, what are they really going to? If they decide to do that, what can you get for Justin Fields? Uh, but I'm all down that for Gerald. Glenn, but the other part of it, man, whether you talk about a trade for Justin Fields or you talk about moving from 12 to six, or so, because as far the further I think they'll go up. Because remember. You know this whole notion, which you you there's something you're on to with that, Jones. When you say, "How do we know Sean is drafting the quarterback?" And another thing, I put that there could be a quarterback in Division Two college that we ain't even thinking about or seen, or some small school Division One that that Sean's telling George we can get him in the third round. Give me the best offensive tackle at twelve. Give me an edge rusher. That's what could be going on, even though Bronco fan don't want to hear that, and I understand that. Trust me. But the reality is, is if they make it, he was going to move up for Patrick Mahomes. He's on the record saying that Andy beat him to the punch. Okay. I mean, could you imagine shot? Like, can you imagine that torch from Drew Brees to Patrick for Sean? But anyway, Andy in the front office said, hi, ah, sorry. We've been scouting this kid since high school. Anyway, if they're going to trade up Gerald, there's two things. It still goes, I think the further they go up, is I. the most I see them trading up is maybe to six, seven. I, I, eight. I, they just don't have the capital to really pay the freight to move up in the top three. And if they would do that, they would go the next couple years without any first-round picks. Now, granted, they'll have their guy, hopefully, and Bronco fans can put that to the bed for the first time since John Elway, to be honest with you. Peyton doesn't really count, even though he, you swear Peyton was drafted by Denver. He represents Denver and Denver more than he ever was in Indy. AC hates hearing me tell her that, but it's the truth. But the reality of it is, is that there's other holes that need to be f- filled. And if you trade for Justin Fields or you trade in that top four, you're talking about possibly parting ways with a Justin Simmons or Patrick Sertain the second plus some picks to do it. How bad you want that guy? And remember Sean's on record saying that Caleb Williams when he was a Fox analyst he said he was a generational quarterback. So, but I moving up to 1-2 they ain't got they ain't paying that freight. No way. I don't even think they can afford to just because of what else they need. Uh, Adam Martinez, I agree, the bonkers are getting to the point of spinning their wheels on QBs. If they don't trade for one, free agent market doesn't look that good. Well, it is true, Adam Martinez, but when you dance with the devil and you come out of desperations, when you make desperation decisions in life, and we've all been there before, sometimes it bites your ass, and the Russell Wilson contract, just the language alone, was a desperate situation because the Aaron Rodgers stuff blew up in George's face. So you got to pay the piper for that, buddy, and you got to go shop at the non-serial brand aisle now moving on from that uh we've got some news coming down the pipeline uh that Jonas let me know NFL news we've got a firing as we've got another defensive coordinator out and who is that Jonas Clark
2: well it's being sold as a mutually parting uh mutual parting of
0: ways oh that's the key thing that's the theme from this show let's call it let's report it correctly well you wanted it no 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 I got it no I'm giving you credit yeah
2: uh Vic Fangio out in in Miami
0: mmm dirty Harry. Um, I mean, look, Vic suffered a lot of injuries on that side of the ball, especially down the stretch, especially going that Kansas City game. Um, that's a little bit of a head scratcher to me. Uh, Vic's been around the league a long time. I'm pretty sure Orlando's feet. you're telling me that he's become he's emerged The report some reports are saying he's emerged as maybe the favorite for the Philly job defensive coordinator yeah multiple reports yeah that makes sense he definitely knows how to play those cowboys well and the covers and everything um there's I told Jones during break there's a lot of defensive coordinators that are copying his style they've copied his style Vic is up there in age um as a head coach I think Vic I don't know if how much he he didn't from everything I heard he didn't do a good job relating with the young youth You know, that's why maybe I think of anything, he's not really head coach material, but he's one of the greatest defensive minds uh, to coach in this game. Uh, And you posed the question to me, would it be a possibility that Sean could get it right? and go back and get Vic and let go of Vance Joseph. And I told Jonas that I think, honestly, Vance Joseph has earned another year. I, I didn't think I would say that at the beginning of the season, but I've said this before, as much as I'm Team Sean and appreciate him, I think Vic did a better job on his side of the ball than Sean did on the offset. Whether it fit with Russ, whether Russ can't do anything pre-snap, it doesn't matter. Considering the circumstances, I think Vance has earned another year. But for Vic, who knows? That was shocked me uh, very much. Um, but you got some coordinators and stuff, stuff shaking and moving. But moving on from the NFL scene, before we go to basketball and look at uh, OKC, we do have, you know, Chet and Wemby night. So there's no rest for Wemby. Is that correct? He's going to play tonight. Uh, that's correct. He's not on any injury report, injury reports.
2: Again, this really, this is one of those things where I understand that everybody wants to say Popovich is a made man, but but when you get Wemby. And you're gifted, Wemby. There are uh, terms that have to be met. And this is a race for rookie of the year. This is because it's is—it's really coming down to Chet and Wemby. The head-to-head is going to play a factor, I feel like, in some of the voting process. And whether this is Pop doing his rookie a solid and saying, I I want you to to have a a horse in this race. Or if this is the NBA calling down and saying, uh... If he's available and you guys didn't play last night,
0: it's easy. So it's not a rest thing. uh, He needs to be there. And if Pop would get that phone call, you know what Pop would tell the NBA? I'm sitting here enjoying a 1972 glass of Cabernet red wine that I had specially flown in from Napa in California. And you're making me answer the phone to interrupt and tell me that. Click next thing you know, we see women in street clothes. Pop don't give a damn about, I see what you're saying, but no, technically he, there's no back to back. They've had a, co- a day off or two. Uh, so it does make sense you say this is a national televised game. Oh, is this ESPN? Uh, let me confirm okay. the televised. I'm pretty sure it's televised. Okay, well, let me just tell you real quick what I'll be looking for tonight since we're getting the – and I and look, Wimby should win the Rookie of the Year because Chet is not a rookie. I understand the NBA. They acknowledge this. It, it This is yeah, dumb. Yeah, Yeah, this is dumb. Uh, But let me just tell you this, that what I'm looking for besides the Chet and Wimby show, which it has to do with Wimby, how does the team and how does Wimby – React and rebound from giving up a 70-piece, as my man Perk would say, all flats. Where's your apple sack tonight? Where's the courage? Where's the performance? This whole team should be spitting nails. They're part of history, man. Okay? You know, Embiid sat there and held up, which, honestly... Can we put a? Can we? It's getting getting watered down. Can we put a bullet in the, the hole hell enough to sign like Wilt? Until somebody gets a hundred, okay. Until somebody gets a hundred and at least has five thousand women's body counts that they can count. Wilt, Wilt had ten. Wilt, I think they said Wilt claims he had was was with over ten thousand women. Until I get an NBA player that can claim five thousand thoughts and 100 points can we stop holding the paper sign up i just want to say that but they got that done to them that's it how is wimby how is the team because wimby had what 33 35 i mean hell i mean yeah, i think they, 33 and yeah, 7 they lost by what only 10 yep okay but the reality is they lost and you got a 70 piece how are you going to do tonight against oklahoma which i believe is a top 3-4 team in the west when it's all said and done how are they going to respond we'll see i don't even know what's the line tonight on that
2: uh, right now, I think it's Thunder by eight. Ooh. Um, Trey Jones is day to day with that ankle. He left uh, he injured injured it the other night uh, in that the the game against the Sixers. Um, hmm. So so we'll definitely see how that plays out uh, as we enter this game because, like I said, tonight could really influence the way that uh, not only the voters but also the pub, the betting public look at Rookie of the Year uh Victor enters as a minus one twenty favorite, with Chet on his heels at minus one oh five. So we'll see how that figures after the, after the battle tonight yeah. between King Kong and Godzilla. Um, <laughs> Scoot Henderson uh, coming in in third right now, plus uh, thirty thousand. Jaime ha- uh, Haquez Junior. plus fifty thousand. Brandon Miller plus fifty thousand.
0: You know, like if Whimmy was about three shades dark and you used the Godzilla or a King Kong. <laughs> it was I think they, they used it the other you, night back and forth with I'm him just, and Embiid. I'm just messing with you, man. Um Wimby's gonna look, man. Wimby's gonna win the rookie of the year. He is book it. Salami stamp. I don't care what happens tonight. Chet's not a rookie. They have to do it by rules, cause this is the NBA rule. And I put it this way. I'll say he's going to win the rookie year because this is all the Spurs is going to have is individuals. So, but I am not going to let this fan base. And I know the faithful that listen to this show, we don't subscribe to that. We're not going to become the franchise of individual watchers. Because when we're kicking ass, nobody want to hear about LeBron's 40, Kobe's 40. It was like, we're a team. We're those individuals that we're a team. So it ain't changing now on this watch. So that's number one. But Wimby's the only thing that they're going to they're gonna, The numbers he's putting up in a bad situation, because I can sit there and say, can you imagine the numbers Wimby be putting up? I mean, with some of the talent that OKC, okay, I mean, first of all, I think he'd be putting up, the team would be doing a lot better in different circumstances. But even though I think he's going to get, he's getting, um, Rookie of the year, And I will tell you this, if he doesn't get it and Chet gets it, this will be the year that rule changes. Mark it. If Wimby gets screwed out of rookie year and they give it to a dude that's technically a sophomore, they will change that going forward. Because of the notoriety Wimby has, and it will be talked about even though we've been on this show for the last, I don't know, eight years talking about this, this will get those conversations started if they screw Wimby out of rookie of the year.
2: Well, the last time that we really saw somebody get screwed out of it was Donovan Mitchell, who, who burst on the scene, uh, but it was Ben Simmons who missed his rookie year and ended up getting the rookie of the year over Mitchell.
0: Mitchell ain't Wimby. Mitchell didn't have half the hype. Wimby had. He ain't Wimby. He ain't the alien which I feel like we need to start winning before we give out nicknames anyway. But I understand it's sticking with the kid. Well, that's from LeBron and Nike. Yeah, well, Nike's right to check. They got to market something. You know, again, market individuals in the NBA. That's what they do. But that's what the late David Stern wanted. You know, that's why you can't get $52 million for a divisional round game because it's a team. Yeah, whatever, Calvin Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen played it. I get it but it was more of a team. So they're in action tonight. Uh, so we'll see how that goes real quick um, before just circling back to NBA, because I did want to look at these numbers. I said in the top of the of uh, uh, the show, Todd Helton, um, you know, former Colorado Rocky played his career at Colorado. Uh, I believe was really held against. He should have been in before now, uh, but I think it was held against him because of course, you know, the ball travels the whole lot Let's, What is Todd's number? Give me his 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 home run numbers, and I would say the the three main ones: his home run numbers, his career batting average, and RBIs. Where is he at? What's the tail of the tape for Mister Todd Helton? Three hundred sixty nine home runs.
2: Okay. uh, Career batting average of three sixteen. Impressive. That's and fourteen hundred RBIs. One thousand four hundred six. Uh, also, five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, four-time Silver Sl- Slugger. Hmm. Uh, got the batting title, of course. Baseball reference has updated him with his Hall of Fame designation as
0: well. And how long has he been eligible? What year when this was the list for him?
2: Uh, this is year six.
0: Okay. Not pretty, not too long. Um,
2: and um, he finished second in, term of, in terms of this year's class. Beltray led the way with... Uh, what, 90, uh, 95.1% of the support from voters, Helton at 79.7%, uh, minimum requirement 75%.
0: And homegrown, homeboy-owned, home kid, Minnesota, just like the home kid Prince, who's no longer with us, Joe Mauer grew up Minnesota, end up playing for the home team with the twins. This was his first year of eligibility, Correct. Correct. And this is a guy, mistake me if I'm wrong, because my, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a guy that I believe started his career behind the catcher's plate as a catcher. Later on in his career, they moved him to first base. Yes. Uh, but really, he was the toast of the town starting at the catcher position. Uh, really the bright spot of the Twins. Um, I don't know what how many times they made it to the postseason with him, but I know it wasn't that often. I don't think. I could be wrong on that too, but definitely deserve. And Beltran, I think he—I I always looked at him as as a guy that had potential to get in. But I think, in my opinion, um, because of the controversy and the discussions whether he would ever get in, I think the the toast of this class would probably be Todd Helton. Uh, you know, that's like Peyton Manning's like best friend, by the way, don't you? I think they both, Did yeah, they're close. They both when he has a lot to do why Peyton. You know, when they were recruiting, when John was recruiting Peyton, you know, he was at Colorado playing with the Rockies still. And then also, I think, at Tennessee, University of Tennessee, because I think Todd Helton, that's where he played baseball at. If I'm not mistaken, he was evolved. So, yes, him and Peyton are pretty tight. But congratulations to Todd Helton uh, for getting into Cooperstown. Um, And really – and if I'm not mistaken – Is he, well, no, uh, is he the first Rocky to go in? Or how many Rockies is I think I'm Uh, missing. He's the second. The second. Okay, I knew, and I think, don't tell me, the first one. Oh, man, his name slips my head, but I know. Shame on me. Who was the first one?
2: Uh, I've I've got to grab it for you. Yeah, I forgot.
0: I I forgot. Uh, Walker, right? I think it's, uh, last name's Walker, if I'm not mistaken. I think.
2: Larry Walker, is that right? It sounds right. Um, I could from be
0: My wrong. past. Okay. Because um, that's, again, that fits right in my realm. I'm pretty yeah. sure you're right. Okay. But anyway, congratulations to those guys. We always say Cooperstown is, it, I mean, technically, I do believe because people are being more critical of the NFL about letting everybody and their mom in the Hall of Fame, you know, Coach Prime, AK Deion Sanders, start those conversations a few years ago. But I do believe baseball is definitely the toughest, I think, to get in. I mean, because for one, there's never really a set amount every year. Like, some years only one guy goes in. Some years you'll get two. Some guy, years you get three. Uh, but, you know, it is a tougher, you know, haul to get to, uh, in my opinion. Um, what do you got?
2: Uh, Jim Leland also makes it makes it in this year, too. Okay. No,
0: manager. The old Jimmy Leland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah. He's still breathing, right? Jimmy's still alive, right? He's up to an eight. He's old school. He's uh, 79. Oof. Yeah. With all them pack of cigarettes Jimmy smoked, though, he probably looked 90. Jimmy used to fire them heaters up with the Pirates up in the dugout. That's when you could smoke everywhere, you know. Was willing to go a couple rounds and almost box. Barry Bonds, big head ass, too, a couple times as well, too. Jimmy was old school, man. Leland was old school. I'm happy he finally got that World Series that he got before he got in. But I totally forgot. That slid under the radar for me that he was going in this year. Um, so you've got action tonight. Uh, we didn't really get into it, but the Lakers were victorious. Oh, well, they were lost last night to the Clippers. Uh, they steady to kind of march on. Golden State's first night back tonight in action against the Hawks after their tragic uh situation they went through last week so we'll definitely see how they respond and we'll recap all of it tomorrow when we get in but for today that is a wrap special thanks to the producer of the show jonas clark san antonio el paso abilene lubbock people up in the maha city in denver colorado people up in tyler people down the whole 305 south florida region when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you the sue's button and for you out the rack just ask yourself you grind grinding peace see you tomorrow
1: The biggest savings of the season are at specs. The fun starts here.